Hi, and welcome to Unquenchable Hope. I'm Luann Botta. And I'm Marianne Crum. Ladies, we know it's hard to hang on to hope in a world that sometimes seems bent on stealing it, but it's not impossible. So stay tuned as we tackle all kinds of issues and talk about how, you know, no matter what this world dishes out, you can live with unquenchable hope. We are glad you're with us today. This is our maiden voyage of unquenchable hope. And I was just thinking about all the things that are hard to do the first time you do them. I get it. Think of something. What's hard to do the first time you do it? Oh my gosh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, I'm getting us in trouble. Right off like the bat. Like riding a bike. I'm right. That's, a bike. that's the universal thing. Golf. We yes. both play golf. That is hard to do the first time you do it. So we just want you to have great mercy on us because <laughs> we have never done a podcast before and we don't know how this thing's going to go, but we both feel like this is something God has orchestrated and we are just being obedient. We're sticking our toes in the water. So give us another chance. This is our first time, and that's a lot of pressure because I've told Luann several times, this first one has got to be good or nobody will tune in for number two. But we are trusting that you are very gracious and merciful friends of ours that are going to listen to our second episode, uh, regardless of how this goes. But we are here to talk about hope And before we launch into that subject, we wanted to share a little bit about how this podcast happened, because there are some people that this is their life goal, and then there are people like us who never thought they would be doing this. So, Luann, give us your version of how we got together to do this. Oh, well, that was, (laughs) it was definitely a God thing, I think, is because, well, first, we are at the same prayer group. And Marianne said to me, out of the clear blue... Couple months, a bad month, a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. And she just said out of the clear blue, she just said, "Luann, do you want to do a podcast?" And you know, it's so funny. I didn't even think about it. I just knew it was right. And so, to me, it, this all this came. Your your explanation of it is a little bit more thorough because right. it's the Lord who spoke to you about it. And all I did was say yes. Yeah. I just love the way this woman prays and it was such power and in being in the same prayer group, but we didn't really know each other that well. But I thought, wow, I love to be around people who have that, I don't know, that relationship with God. Just, you know, you're just drawn to people that you feel like, wow, they could really challenge me to grow. So there was that, but out of nowhere, I God just plunked this idea in my head and I fought it about doing a podcast. I thought she's going to think I'm insane. She doesn't even (laughs) know me. You know what? What in the world? You feel like you're going up and you're going to ask Sandy Patty to sing a duet with you or something. I don't know. Anyway, it was just like I put it off and I thought, no, surely this isn't God. Surely it's not. You know how you do when something you plunk something in your heart and you just totally feel like a dweeb asking somebody else to join you in it. So anyway, it got to be unbearable, just the sense that I needed to ask her. And we happened to be early to our prayer time, and we were the only two people. And I thought, 
the pain of this conviction is going to be worse than the humiliation <laughs> of actually asking her to do this. So do you guys see what I, this is my new friend. I know it's like, you know, you think I was asking her to marry me or something. <laughs> so gone. I just sported out with it and I got like one sentence out and she just looked at me and said, yes. And you know, it was like, I didn't even hear that. So I just kept going on, but, but long, you know, just going on and on explaining it. And she said, yes. And I kept going and she said, I said, yes. <laughs> like, well, okay. So that's how this happened. We, you know, got together and talked about it a little bit. And so why did we pick hope? Oh my gosh. I think, I don't think it had, it has a lot to do I think for the last year and a half that we've all been walking through, but I think it's something that we all want to strive to be in is hope. Yeah. And I like the thought, uh, Marianne came up with the unquenchable hope. And I said, I, you know, I think with unquenchable, that's something that's never satisfied. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we have to constantly be mindful of going for when you're looking at, uh, at hope. Because I think so often we are so, we just fall into something that that's so discouraging that we can't find hope. Right. And so I think unquenchable hope is being able to constantly go back to that hope is Jesus. To the source. So, to right. the source. So mm-hmm. that's what I like about this whole understanding yeah. of unquenchable hope. And what do you, I mean, obviously that came to you for you to say that. So Well, and honestly... Part of the reason it came to me was that every other hope title in the whole universe had been taken. Oh, <laughs> when you when you're looking for something to title your podcast, good luck okay, because everything has been used. But no, I was thinking that there are so many voices in our world yes. that try to crush our hope, mm-hmm. or if you think of it as a fire, that try to quench the fire yes. of hope. Mm-hmm. The media, the all the COVID stuff, all the political stuff. I mean, it seems like they're just bent on keeping us in a state of despair and Absolutely. fear. Yes. So what I kind of envisioned, I think why that title came to me was just that there is a hope that can't be quenched by the media. It can't be quenched by our circumstances. It can't be quenched by a tornado. We had a, I had a tornado at my house. We're sitting here in my dining room, looking out the window and there are trees down the, you know, the timber guys are out there and are running my land. And and your husband is working like, yeah. So that happened after we started talking about doing this. And so even in that, it's like, it was great that I had this whole unquenchable hope thing going on because it's like, no, a tornado (laughs) cannot quench my hope. Uh, That's, that's what we want to offer people. It's That's just right. a reminder of where our hope really is. That's right. And how, like you said, if we keep going back to that, then. Oh, no, I know. get it. Because I think it's when we take our eyes off of the Lord. Like I have been here to Marianne's house a few times now looking at this tornado. And when you look at this kind of a storm, um, it's like those kind of storms in your life. You're like, oh, my gosh, how in the world? Do you deal with this? Mm-hmm. Even come up your driveway today. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're out there trying to, they're fixing this the best they can. There's trees everywhere. She lives on an incredible amount of land and there's just trees 
everywhere yeah, that have like, fallen. Looks like pickup sticks. It just really <laughs> does. It looks like a massive storm came through. Right. And so when there's a massive storm coming through our lives, mm-hmm. like this is what I was thinking about you guys the other day, you and, and Joe, I was thinking if you guys would have taken your eyes off of the Lord for just like, can I just say like a day or two, mm-hmm. this would feel like way too much to deal with. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So you couldn't take your eyes off of the Lord because you can't fix, this is not something that man, yeah, you're going to need man to fix this, oddly. Right. But if you let your heart be heavy because there's so much work out there yeah. to do to fix this storm, then to me, if you would have had your eyes off of the Lord, we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Because you, your hope would have been quenched, right? <laughs> yeah, if your hope is in if your hope maintaining. Is in, yeah, but it, okay, just take a circumstance of somebody else, though, who's dealing with their hope that has been quenched because they lost a job. That's right. Okay, so if you lose your job, yes, that's, okay, does it look different? Yeah, it does look different, but it's a storm. Like your storm of this tornado is a big deal for you guys. Mm. And it's in a storm for somebody losing their job. It's a big deal for them. Yeah. And and it would be for all all of us when you lose that job, then what do you do? But the moment we take our eyes off of the Lord, we lose hope and we'll lose our trust in him. And then we'll try to fix it on our own. And you'll get worn out. And that's where we get tired and worn out. Yeah. Yeah. And we all get weary even with that hope. I, the night that the, Storm hit in the afternoon that evening. We were just standing on our deck looking at the mess that was all around us. And, you know, I looked at my husband and I, and and we were so overwhelmed that it literally was like God put our house in a bubble and we didn't have much damage at all to our house. Very Mm -hmm. minimal. But if you saw it, you would realize what a miracle it was. And so we were standing there looking at all the mess and just really thinking about, oh, this is going to take forever ever to fix this but we couldn't get away from thankfulness and so we were we were just so incredibly thankful that we were still standing on a house you know (laughs) that we had a house to to be on or be in and but at at one point I looked at my husband and I said okay I know we're thankful but can we get on to the complaining part of this story (laughs) because I mean that's just real life you know when we didn't lose our hope we didn't lose our thankfulness and our gratitude for what, what remained. And yes. I think that's yes. one of the keys yes. is to hope is to remember what you still have. And there are things in life, even if everything were taken away, that as believers and followers of Christ, we can always go back to that and say, yeah, but that's I right. have the hope of heaven. That's right. I have the hope. And that's part of this too. Like, even though our land is pretty messed up, um, that we loved and it's just a thing. It's just trees. It's just stuff and you have to deal with it, Mm -hmm. but this isn't my real home. So yeah, Satan can't take away anything that's real. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. And I get it. And I think that's where, again, where we trust and we put our hope. If you guys, again, if you, all of you out there saw how this storm and that, and it's just coming to me now, it's how this storm missed their house. I do not know but God. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at the storm in your own life and look, just like Marianne just said, when you, when we look for that thing that has not been damaged or has not been stolen and, and see that there's still, but God, that's right. There's still a, but God in there somewhere. And I I was looking at something, I think it might've been on Facebook. I was scrolling the other day and, and someone was talking about, um, one of their children was not well, was sick. 
but they still had, and I was reading this and think, how do you still have this? But I think it's the same thing. They were looking at the hope that they still had as their child was walking through this sickness. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you're not crying. It doesn't mean there's no tears. It doesn't mean there's no, none of that. It just means I'm still going to look where Jesus is in this, this part of this situation. Yeah. And that's an absolute choice. Yes, it is. Of our wills. Oh my gosh. Yes. And the, the thing that lands us into despair is when we are obsessed with the, say, 5% of our lives that at the moment is really messed up, or maybe it's 50%, or, you know, for some people, it may look like 80% of their lives are a mess right now, but you choose to focus on the 20% that's not or the 50% that's, that's right. good and right. And mm -hmm. uh, I have kept what I call a thankful journal for years now. And I'm up in the thousands with it. And it's, you know, it's repetitive. Huge. But it's an, it's an act of worship. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a hope restorer. Oh, to make good. yourself focus on what is good and what is still right, what remains. Yes. Um, that's good. And build on that. I that's mean, good. but it's hard. It is hard to choose to do that. Yes. And I started doing it after I had had my third shoulder surgery in a row and I was having to sleep in a stupid recliner and I was just frustrated and aggravated over the whole situation, tired of all of it. And I had just read Ann Boskamp's book yes. and I, I remembered that and I thought I just need to buy a journal and start doing this thankful yes. thing and see, you know, I was not thinking it would really make that much difference, but it does. But it does. It really does. No, I, 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 so many people do say that just with a thankful and grateful heart. And when you start doing it, you do see, I just started it. So oh, okay. I'm only up to a couple hundred. Yeah. But when you can get into those thousands, I think that, um, I have another good friend, very good friend who has done this. And she told me the other day, she's up to like 1500, 1600. And, um, and her life has not been a ball of roses all the time or barrel of roses. How do you say that? And, um, yet she has been thankful. It's, a, it's huge. I think there's a supernatural power in it, just like there is in praise and worship. And, yes. and I know our, our theme or our subject today is really hope, but they're all tied together. Yes, they I are. I mean, thankfulness produces hope. Yes, it does. Once you see what you still have and yes. what is still good and right and how God is working. And even, even if it's a hard lesson that you have to go through, the fruit of that is going to be good. And that's yes. your hope. No, I get it. Yeah. yeah. And that's the trust. I, I think that obviously trust comes with yeah. hope. It's the yep. whole thing. It really is the whole gamut. Yeah. And, um, and I like the fact when, when Jesus said, or this must've been Paul, um, be anxious for nothing. Mm -hmm. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your heart and mind in Jesus. So he's just talking about the fact that when we're thankful, be, he's telling us not to be anxious, but then when right. we're thankful, peace will come. Yeah, that's right. So, And when you're more peaceful and you're not obsessed over what's immediately wrong, then you have the presence of the spirit and the presence of mind to be hopeful. To, yes. You're, you're, <laughs> yes. I mean, really, you're yes. remembering, oh yeah, there's God. <laughs> there's Whoops. a great big yes. sovereign God. Uh, and that's our hope. Yeah, um, it is. So I am a word person and I oh, no. love to look up 
what words mean in the original language and kind of dig into that. I know everybody's not into that, but I looked up the word hope and it means a steady expectation. Yes. Is that what you saw? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yes. So it's not an emotion. No. I mean, you don't have to like drum it up. It's just that you expect that God is on it. Yes. I mean, he sees it and you can expect that he's going to work it for good. Yes. Um, yes. And I think when I look at that too, with hope, and I, I looked it up obviously as, as well, and it does say expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Now that's the Webster dictionary. But when you look <laughs> at hope, because some of, I'm sure many people listening, you could easily say, I bet I've had hope. And it got and crushed. It, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's why the, this topic could go on for a long time. But, and, but when you're talking about that kind of hope that feels like it's been crushed, I think a lot of times we look at our timetable mm-hmm. and, and we're not sure what God is doing. So when we seem to fall to that of, oh yeah, I hope before. So I'm not doing that again. I'm not going there again. I'm not going to expect again. Cause if I expect again, it's just going to get, I'm just going to get disappointed. I mean, though, all those things can come into play, but I think that when you lose hope, this is something the Lord showed me just recently because I knew that I had done it. When you lose hope, you lose peace. Mm-hmm. And I cut because hope and trust are the same. When you lose, when you stop trusting, you'll lose your peace. So it's almost like you have to come all the way back around and just say, God, I trust you, even though this is just so far removed from what anything I thought might, you might have done or by now it could have, it should have been happening by now. And yeah, all those things, that's all, that's all encompassed with hope and trust. Yeah. And trust is really the foundation of all the things. Yes. You know, yeah. It's kind of the tr- going back to that. Tr- I trust you, God. Like you said, opens the floodgates. Yeah, it does. Of all the good stuff. But even just talking about God's timing. Yes. Uh, again, because I'm a word person, <laughs> the, the phrase in due time uh-huh. appears in the scripture several times. Like. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not lose heart in doing good for in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. Well, that phrase due time is made from two Greek words, idios kairos. And kairos just means time. But idios is an interesting word because it means a personally appointed time for you. And, And if you Look at that phrase up in all the different places it appears. It is is so cool because it gives you this sense that God knows the absolute personal time for Luann, for Marianne, for different things in our lives. And so it's really saying, don't lose heart for in your personally appointed time that the sovereign God of the whole universe has worked out for you, you're going to reap if you do not grow weary. It is so good. I know. I love that. It's that word idios that that makes it so cool. No, it just makes it more (laughs) alive. Right. And And personal. And personal. And it makes it... Like when you were saying that, because I did not know that, when you were saying that that's what that word means, I went peaceful. I knew something Luann did it. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh my gosh, I can't take it. Um, no, I, I think that when, as soon as you said it, like my whole inside just went, it was like a sigh. Mm. It's almost like a sigh like of a, relief. a good sigh. Okay. Yes, it's a sigh, <laughs> a sigh of relief. Yeah. 
that there is an appointed time. Yeah, that's it. And 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 we get anxious. I I'm a type A personality. It's like chop chop chop. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's move it. Let's move it. Let's go. God. Let's go. God. I'm always looking at my watch. I'm always wondering when this is going to happen. Let's start this. Come on. I'm ready for this. And that is a real hard thing to sit back and wait for yeah. this due time because I had to take off my watch and say, God, okay, obviously your time is not my time. But I think we all say, I thought, like I thought it was going to be yesterday. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm a very present time person. I don't look back a lot and I don't look ahead a lot. So it's a little bit easier for me, but, but not on things that are close, really close to my heart. Yes, that's, that's when I get antsy. I wonder why you're more but, peaceful than I am. Cause that is so not me. I am so always looking back and always looking forward and wondering, it's terrible. Yeah, you know, it's that kind it of crazy kinds, personality. Right? <laughs> yeah. Psalm 31 verses 14 and 15 say, but as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say my times are in your hands. Ah, there you go. There's yeah. another good That's one. Ex- Absolutely. There's a tattoo for you. Oh yeah. Tattoo idea <laughs> right there on your arm. No, you know what I do with those? Uh, to be honest with you, that will be, that's a three by five card. Yep. on the bathroom mirror mm-hmm. because that's where you spend most of your time putting on your makeup or doing whatever yeah. and you see that and that's what you speak over your life well and that's that's good yeah, that's a practical that's good tip though and well, yeah i'm involved in the biblical counseling ministry at our church and so one of the homework things i typically give women is to do the three by five cards absolutely. and i've heard you talk about that because if say your frustration your hopelessness comes because you're frustrated about God's timing on yes. something, this would be the card, like yes, you said. Correct. But now with things like Google out there, you can Google whatever it is you're struggling with. What is causing you to lose your hope? Um, and Google Bible verses about whatever it is, yes. and you'll find a zillion of them. Yes. And write one at a time, you know, write one on a card. And like Luann said, put it everywhere where yes. you're going to see it everywhere. Yes. And after a week, you'll probably have that thing memorized. Yes. You'll have it deep down inside of you to draw out. And you'll be amazed. It's, it's a And because fantastic. the word's alive. Yeah. So it's going to come alive in you. That's and right. it will give you rest because you stood it. Can you say that scripture again one more time? That's Psalm, Psalm 31. And I think it's verses 14 and 15. I don't know. Maybe one or the other okay. of those. But it says, but as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say my times are in your hand. There you go. And mm-hmm. I assume that was a Psalm of David who was constantly being yes. chased around by Saul. So yes. for him to say he was anointed king so many years before he actually got to become king. That's a guy. That's so great. he had this prophecy spoken over him. He had been anointed king of Israel and yet he had to wait. Yeah, he, he had to wait and he had to run. And he had to run for his life. Oh, yeah. Ten years. Was it ten years? Ten years hiding in caves. So we would think the next day after the big anointing, like the oil would still be on our hair. (laughs) We would say, okay, give me my scepter. You know, where's my throne? I'm ready to move in. And he had to wait a long time. He had to wait a long time. Jesus had to wait a long time. Yes, he did. How would you, knowing you were the son of God, how do you wait 30 years, you know, before you start? No, that's good. Your ministry. So I get it. You know, but that that is a real big thing. A a big reason why we tend to lose our hope is because God's time is not our time. No, it's not. And I think if you can get your eyes off of that. (laughs) Yeah, really. But if you can get your eyes off of that, I think we would be halfway through the 
through all of it, anything in our life. Because if you just, yeah, it's again, fixing your hope and your eyes on the timing of the Lord. I think if you give, if we give that to him in that kind of way, I think we would just be more at rest and more at peace. Okay. Well, this has been great. But it and it sure went fast. So <laughs> we're fast. asking you to join us again next time because we're going to keep talking about hope for a few weeks and then we'll launch into who knows where <laughs> as the Lord shows us how to walk through them. Correct? That's right. All right. Absolutely. It's great being with you guys today and, and we'll see you next time. Ladies, we pray you've been encouraged today and that you'll come back next week for more Truth and Hope. And if you'd like to know more about us, check out our websites. Those addresses are in the show notes. And hey, if this podcast encouraged you, it can probably encourage someone else. So please share it and share some hope.